All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. I always like to kind of get your rundown on guys. The first one, of course, will be Jack Campbell. That's obviously a very big question mark for Oiler fans. Now, if you look just at the numbers, you know what? The first three games, not great. Then he had a stretch of three where he was excellent. Then a few little blips and a good one. And then last game uh, got pulled. And I know when a goalie gets pulled, it isn't always uh, necessarily on the goalie. But, Colin, how would you evaluate kind of his 10-game stretch so far in Bakersfield? I think you you hit it you hit it perfectly you know exactly uh, exactly how you said it is how how it's gone um, I think uh, uh, recently right it's it's uh, it's it's just uh, it's goals that that are going in that that need to be stopped and it's not that the saves that you make for any goaltender right um, that uh, you know Jack's trying to find his game when he came he, he hadn't hadn't and wasn't in the place he needed to be. Uh, you know, got it back to where it was, and then you know, even when he was playing well, there was a couple uh, that he probably would have liked to have back, but we were scoring right. And then um, you know, in the last one, it's just there's there's three in a row that um, uh, that shouldn't go in the net, you know, and that's just it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, he's I can tell you his attitude's been great. He's he's working his tail off. Um, you know, there's more practice here in the American League, so we're we're practicing hard, we're battling, and you know, it's it's over an hour a day, that type of thing. So, you know, I think that for him, uh, being in the NHL, playing every other day, the practice schedule is a lot different. Um, you know, he's been great, but you know, it's those for any goaltender, right? It's not the saves that uh, the big saves that you make; yeah. it's the one that the ones that shouldn't go in. And it's deflating for your team, and it's just you know, it's not it's not one person, right? Everyone has to do their part. And, and block shots and be good in D-zone coverage and manage the puck and all that kind of stuff, you know. But the unfortunate part of the goaltender, the forward makes a mistake, you got D to back it up and you got a goalie to back you up. And, you know, that's that's the nature of the position. 
Colin Chalk joins us, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. So, Colin, one guy, and I, I know it's kind of a tough spot for him because, man, when he's played, and he hasn't played very much, but when he's played, Olivier Rodriguez has been outstanding. He's got like a 935 save percentage. Um, are you at the point as a coach, like how do you balance that where you got a young guy where you say, geez, like we're trying to help Jack find his game, but maybe we got to give Olivier more of a chance to play? Yeah, you know, like listen, we're we're here, we're we're down here to, hold, to help the Edmonton Oilers, right? So, you know, we we had the you know the best tandem uh, goalie tandem in, in the American League based on the numbers, right? And our team was playing really well, and Jack got assigned to us, and and uh, that that that's it. That is what it is, right? It's no different than Broberg coming down. We got to play Philip, and we got to get his confidence up, and we got to we got to coach him and teach him that. That's what we're here for, right? So, um, does it make it hard? Yeah, it makes it hard, but every, every it's hard everywhere, right? And and that, and and that that's the fun part about it as well. So, you know, um, for for Ollie, he's been great, you know, um, but he hasn't played. Right, yeah. so uh, you know, um, you know when when uh, we we get the nod to get Alling in the net, then uh, you know his, his mo is he's a, he's an ultimate pro. He works extremely hard, and the way the young man is, he never complains. And when you call his name, he goes in there and gives you a chance. And I think Ollie's made a step this year, whereas last year he would he would he would play very well, and he would let a soft one in, or he would have an amazing game, and we wouldn't score for him. You know, and and that was kind of the the. But for him to play those games last year when there were some injuries up top, he got that opportunity, and now um, he's able to close out games. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's more experienced. Um, so you know, we're excited to uh, uh, to have him play some games. But you know, we're we're doing what we what we can in the American League to try to get Jack going, and that's uh, and that's our job. Colin Jock joins us. So, Colin, uh, about Philip Broberg, guys, uh, he's come down. He's playing tons of minutes, uh, which is good for a young player. Still really young. I think that's what maybe people forget sometimes. Only 22 years of age. Uh, How is his overall game been since coming down? You know, he was unreal in the first game. He played 24 minutes, and he was excellent. And then playing back-to-back, he wasn't as good. Uh, and then he's he's been, I would say, he's just been okay in the, in the next few here. And, and that is what, what people forget is that the year before he came to us in Bakersfield, when I was around the power play, I was an assistant coach, he didn't play a lot. You know, he, he, he was under 10 minutes a game in his club. And then he came to us, and he had a very good first year. He was up and down. I think he was recalled over 10 times. So just think about going on vacation 10 times in one year, <laughs> flying to, from uh, Bakersfield to Edmonton, coming back. Like, you know, think about that if you're flying that many times. And, and I get it. I'm not trying to say that you're going to the National League and you should be thankful at any time you do that for anything. You know, to, to go to a game at the National League, you should be excited to do that. But it takes a toll. So he does that his first year. His next year, he goes up and he's down a little bit with us and doesn't play a lot in Edmonton. So then he comes to this year. He doesn't play. He hasn't played. Yeah. He hasn't played. Right. So I don't think we know what we have. And I get at the National League level that, you know, there's no, we're not coaching feelings up there. They got to win games and they're trying to win a Stanley Cup. I get that. But Philip Broberg has not played. So, you know, he's playing lots down here. When he's here with us, our job is to play him, coach him, shower him with confidence, make sure there's teachable moments. But, um, you know, when he's here, that's what he gets, you know. So, and, and I feel like we're doing a good service to the big club. Um, but that's what I would say on Philip. He just, it's been, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down. It's hard to get momentum. So and momentum and, and confidence, it can be a fine line when describing both of them, Colin. So part of that is, you know, is instilling some confidence in him to just say, hey, man, just come here and play. We're going to play a lot. And if you make a mistake, you're going to go right out there the next shift. And that can, I, I assume, become 
you know, rather comforting for a player, and then maybe they, they get to the level that you expect them to be. Because, you know, he, he's got lots of attributes that would make people believe he can be an NHL player on a regular basis. Absolutely. And, and I've seen him from day one, right, from development camp when he was a skinny, tall kid out of Sweden, quiet, didn't know, you know, and there's that, you know, if I, if I moved to Sweden tomorrow, it would take me a few months to kind of figure the culture and figure things out a little bit. And, you know, so, you know, I, I got to see him and which was, which was a great experience to go through with him. And, you know, there, there's something there. Um, he's, it's, he's happy when he's here. He loves being here in Bakersfield. It's a great spot for the prospects to grow. We understand what our role is here as the coaches, uh, build them up, give them confidence, lots of ice time. But then also there has to be that level of accountability, yeah. too, right? It can't, there can't be that for free all the time for whatever, whatever you do in life, right? So, but, you know, to your point is we got to get them to that point first. We got to get them to that point that, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake. Hey, it's okay. You're going back out. All right. Take your, listen, pick your head up. You made the mistake. And you can also go back out there and make the make a, a better play on the next time you have that that scenario, right? And Keith McCambridge does a great job doing that. So, um, you know, that's our, our our positive environment atmosphere here. And when you get him to that point where he feels good and he's got momentum, he's got confidence, then there has to be some teachable moments and accountability because that's what happens up in Edmonton. They don't just keep praying him out the door, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we we, we got to do what we can to try to get him ready for that moment. Do you feel Colin like you know he's bounced around left side, right side? Is is there is there something to be said about just saying, hey, we're just going to play him on the left side as much as we can here? Yeah, I, I think so, and that's that momentum, right? Like you always hear coaches say, we got to play a full sixty, and you know, you you know that it's nearly you know impossible to play a full sixty, or, yeah. or but you need to get you need, once you get the momentum you got to keep it as long as you can. It's no different for, for, for Philip, right? Like we got to, we got to get him some momentum. We got to play him on the left side. We got to get him some momentum. We got him playing, you know, he's over the boards first on the penalty kill. He's playing power play. He's playing five on five. He's playing four on four. Like he's playing all those scenarios. And what that is, is you're trying to give him some flow. You're trying to get the mojo. You're trying to get the momentum, whatever buzzword you want to use. And that will breed that confidence, Right, uh, he'll get that that feeling uh, in in shape of playing those minutes. He's getting hard practices. Look, there's lots of reps and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, he was a good player before the Oilers drafted him. Right, yep. he's a good player. There's something there. And then we got to do what we can to unlock him. We got to do what we can to push him over the edge and that kind of stuff and help him. But you know, to your point, he's 22 years old. Like he's just a young man. Like think about the mistakes we all made when we were 22. You know, so. Um, uh, that, that, that's what I would say. He's a great young man. He's coachable. He's a good person. He wants it. He's passionate. Um, you know, let, let's see where it gets to. Head coach of the Bakersfield Connors, Colin Chalk, uh, joins us. Colin, you, you look up and down your lineup, and you know, I, I think you know you might want a few more goals from some guys. Uh, Raphael Lavoisin's go, you know, he's got eight goals in the fourteen games uh, before he was uh, called up, and then after. Um, you know, you look at a player like that, and you saw him before. You've seen him after. Do you see anything different in his game after uh, you know getting the, a few cups of coffee in the NHL? Yeah, I think when you know we saw it with James Hamill when he came well last year, just as a comparison, you know, like when they get their first call up, then you you believe like, okay, I've made it, I'm in the national. You kind of take a breath, like I'm in the national league, and then you know all of a sudden you're back down and you can't cut it for whatever reason. Okay, yeah. So for Rafi. He came to my office and he said, "Coach, I want to I want to kill penalties. I need to I need to find a role. I need to crack the Oilers lineup, right? And good on him, right? 
Um, so we embrace that, that, uh, that, that, uh, obviously we have conversation with management and that kind of stuff. And we embrace that ask and try to, uh, expand, expand the players, uh, horizon. And, uh, but then what we found was we were giving them too much, right. Okay. And that the offense struggled, that he wasn't as sharp and he wasn't, he wasn't as powerful. So, um, you know, that's part of the minors, right. That's part of the, the, the farm club to try to develop. And so he sees something, um, you know, and then it's the reminder to Rafi is that you, you got called up because you were playing like a man against boys. You were taking the puck to the net. You were puck protecting. You were overpowering the offensive zone. Um, uh, you were shooting literally like through the goaltender, through the mesh, and through the boards. Like that's how dominating his his shot was. Uh, you know, you were hitting the net. So, I think, you know, he comes down and he starts having this, uh, you know, coming to how I'm going to become a National League player full time. And and it that's what a lot of people don't realize is all those intangibles. What a young man is going through, right? They people see that. He's in the National League and you're scoring all kinds of goals. And what should you be worrying about? Well, they're young kids uh, just come out of junior hockey. And last year, he, there was zero conversation to Raphael. Well, he didn't even go to training camp. And he was healthy scratched in Bakersfield for one game, not for 10 games, but for one game in, in November. You know, he didn't. And then all of a sudden, he finally gets it. He scores 25 goals in 40 games. So, you know, for him, he got a taste. He understands what it takes now. He's got to be more of a complete player, but we got to get him back to dominating offensively. That's how he got the call in Edmonton in the beginning, and that's what his um, what he was known for. It's what he was drafted for, and sometimes they you know they get off track a little bit. And that's our jobs to to help redirect them and, and uh, give them that confidence, remind them what they're good at, and then build them up in other areas where they need to get better. Uh, Colin, the the balance in the American League when, when you have younger players, and you know you mentioned those teachable moments, but you know young guys, you know prospects, they got to play at some point. So how do you balance, you know, like a Carter Savoy, a Petrov, uh, even Borgo, um, on the ice time they're getting, and would you like to play them more? What, what you know, I read an article about you know, and it was a guesstimate on on TOI, and you know those guys were yeah. weren't necessarily some of the leaders at even strength. Do you want to get them more minutes? Is it like a chicken and egg? Do they have to earn? It. Where are you on the young guys as far as ice time goes for the, for the forwards? It's all it's all of that, right? Like we we we'd like them to be around that uh, somewhere in the teens minutes for all the younger players, and we'd like them to be on at least one special teams. Uh, uh, if you're not on the power play, you're on the penalty kill. If you're not on the penalty play, you're on the power play. So they're getting they're getting something there, you know. Uh, I think we'll use you know Xavier Burgo. He's been I, I believe he, his average time has been up over 16 minutes uh, a game. So you know, in between that 16 to 20 for him, um, you know, I think that, that, you know, maybe at times it's it, our, our lowest is in around that 12, 13, but we, we would like, we'd like all our prospects to be at least in that, in those teams up, up around that 15 minute range, if, if we can. And for the, and, and it's pretty consistent. Like it, 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 it is pretty consistent uh, on a game by game basis. Uh, sometimes if he gets down to crunch time and, and, you know, you, you got to coach a little bit, right? Like you got to be able to put the line on that's, that's playing a little bit better. And it's not always the veteran guys. You know, I think we've gotten better as a staff that if the young guys are playing well, put them out there and, you know, 
we did that against uh, uh, Colorado in our six on five. It was uh, it was a, it was a group of all young players uh, for the most part that were out there. They had a better morning uh, than the other guys, and and uh, that's kind of that earning based on that we have to develop them and they need minutes to be on the ice, right? Uh, and that's that's that balance of teaching and accountability and developing and it's a hard balance but um you know do we do it perfectly i don't know if we do it perfectly but we're definitely mindful of it uh, i would say it's for sure when you look at a guy like xavier borgo and uh no i don't believe that anybody's uh, development curve is just always just going to be on a straight up and up right oh guy had a good first year it's automatically going to be great the next year right it, it doesn't happen that way but so when you look at him from last year to this season um you know his Production is is down at least per game compared to last year. It's still early, but uh, where's his game at? What have you liked? What does he need to improve on? Xavier's been uh, um, been been really good. You know, the last four or five games. Um, you know, I think the the one thing that's interesting about our division is that um, it's older, and uh, you know, par- part of it I think is it's more attractive for a for a veteran player, or an older player, based on where the the where the cities are. And, um, you know that they want to sign in in, uh, in a San Jose or or, or uh, San Diego or, or you know rather than being in those climates. Uh, so it is older, so that makes it harder for a player like a Tulio or, or Borgo or Savoy uh, because they're not as heavy as uh, as they would be. So I would say that that's an interesting intangible. But I would say as far as Xavier Borgo, he plays power play, he plays penalty kill, he he plays obviously regular strength. He's getting harder. He is. He's. He's got. He has got as of late lots of offensive zone chances. Greg McKeg and uh, Ty Tulio have been, I would say, if not our our best line uh, generating chances. Um, you know, for sure in the top two, um, they just haven't finished right. So I think the biggest thing that we hammered home was learning how to defend, making sure that we were dialed in in that area. And we've done that. And, you know, now our focus is, 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 is making sure that we're scoring goals offensively. And we're getting chances we haven't finished. And we hope that it's going to be the same as the Oilers that eventually they start going in based on us, us working and doing the right things. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tulio's got three apples in five games. Uh, you know, he was, he was a guy that a lot of people think's got that natural offensive instinct. And listening to your description, that line, like he's been a real big boost for your team since coming back. Yeah, those guys, like you know, um, have been. They're working hard. They're staying on pucks. There's some. There's some continuity there. Um, you know, they're they're getting offensive chances. They're getting them back. It's not just one and done. Uh, you know, no different in Coachella Valley. They were littered over the, the scoring chances for. Uh, they just didn't finish, right? So, you know, and then we we understand that. You know that that you're. You're, you're, you're judged on results, and it's a, it's a daily report card in the second best league in the world. But you know, we also have to re- remind ourselves as coaches, managers, media professionals that they're getting chances and they're doing the right things. Then they eventually will go in. If you're not getting chances and they're not doing the right things, then you got to be concerned. So that line has been great. Greg, Greg McKeg had an up and down year last year. He was better in the second half. He's been excellent this year. He's been a great. He's been, you know, before Tulio was there, Petrov was there. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't win, and uh, you know, we lost late, a late PK goal against. But the McKeg line with Borgo and Petrov, they had both the goals. So 
you know, um, in that case, they got the results and uh, we lost in a late power play goal game. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, special teams are going to go up and down, but those guys have been a bright spot. And, um, you know, we like the way they're competing. We like the way they're playing right now. Awesome stuff, Colin. We really appreciate it. Uh, all the best to you and yours. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Let's uh, enjoy the break and we'll talk to you in the new year. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks to all you guys as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 